Elias Lindholm will not be traded to the Boston Bruins. He is being sent by the Calgary Flames to the Vancouver Canucks. Now, while there's still a chance Lindholm could become a Bruin in free agency, the reality is they just don't have the assets to pull off this kind of deal. We'll talk about this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, February 1st. February already, I cannot believe it. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your daily routine in January. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get started on today's show we're going to talk about Bruins at the all-star game and what events they'll be participating in we'll discuss whether or not Jeremy Swayman is a Vesna trophy finalist but first we're going to talk about a trade that did not happen for our Bruins which is Elias Lindholm being dealt to the Vancouver Canucks from the Calgary Flames yesterday. This was a guy that many Bruins fans were uh, clamoring after because he fits into the mold of a David Krejci, Patrice Bergeron, you know, a very light uh, version of those guys. And uh, the Bruins still, uh, to some, have holes down the middle. Now, while it's true that the Bruins could use a star center, they kind of already have the Lindholm types in Coyle and Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka. What the Bruins don't have that the Vancouver Canucks do is Elias Pettersson, who's that star, all-star, all-world caliber, top-line center. And when you look at the price paid by the Canucks to acquire Lindholm, you see the Bruins, it's just not happening. Uh, so Lindholm was traded to the Canucks for Andre Kuzmenko, as well as a first-round pick, a conditional fourth-round pick, and defensive prospect Hunter Brustevich. Hopefully I'm saying that right, and Yoni Yermo. Now Kuzmenko is the guy who scored 39 goals for Vancouver last season, albeit on... Uh, pretty inflated shooting percentage of 27.3 this season he's at eight goals in 43 games on a more realistic 12.7 shooting percentage 47 goals 48 assists for 95 points in 124 career games with Vancouver so if you're looking as for that as a starter, you go to the Bruins and you think, well, he's a younger guy, not not a super young, but he's 27. 
So you're looking at a Jake DeBrusque or Trent Frederick as the starting point. You add a first-round pick, which the Bruins don't have, and then a top prospect or two. Brustavich is a top prospect for, or one of Vancouver's top prospects. So you're looking at Patra or Lori to round out the package. And that's for a 29-year-old center who is going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season. Selected fifth overall back in 2013. Yeah, he's a he's a good piece. He's a, a, a good player. He's a t- guy that could put a contender over the top. Still, right now, he's got nine goals, 23 assists for 32 points this season. And... The Bruins already have a couple of those guys in Coyle and Zaka. Lindholm pencils in as like, yeah, he's not your surefire star player number one center. Coyle's got 42 points. Zaka's at 30 points. Lindholm fits right in there. The thing that Vancouver has going for them is that they already have a couple of star centers in JT Miller and Elias Pettersson who have 67 points and 64 points each. You take those point totals, they would be second and third on the Bruins in scoring. You're adding Lindholm to complement this group. He ranks sixth on Vancouver in points this season. Now by putting him on that roster, he would fit right in there. With Boston, sixth, tied with James Van Riemsdyk for total points so far this season. You project to this summer, he's probably going to make a boatload of money. The Bruins could revisit Lindholm if he does not sign a contract extension with the Vancouver Canucks. But for the package that was paid by Vancouver, to Calgary, it's just, it it can't happen for the Bruins. They don't have their first-round pick this year. They're not giving up Trent Frederick. You could argue perhaps they could trade Jake DeBrusque if it doesn't look like he's going to re-sign. But is it really an upgrade to go from DeBrusque to Lindholm, considering DeBrusque plays in all situations, he's become a very good all-around player? It it's not really what the Bruins need. If they're going to make a trade, they should go out and get a, a scoring winger, in my opinion, to fill out the top six. So good on the Canucks for, for loading up. They're going for it. They're in a better position to buy than the Bruins are because Boston went in on it last year. They've gone in in previous years, traded a bunch of first-round picks, some prospects, etc. So we'll see here what the Bruins do, if they do anything, but you're not going to be able to compete with the big buyers here at the NHL NHL trade deadline because they just simply don't have the pieces. They don't have a first-round pick. They're not giving up what prospects they have. Scott Wheeler ranking them 30th in terms of prospect pools this morning on The Athletic. Um, so it's something they could revisit in the offseason, if Lindholm doesn't sign in a contract extension, the cap's going up. They'll have those bonus overages for Bergeron and Krejci coming off the books. 
But for the time being, the Bruins out on Lindholm. And if this is the market, you bet Sean Monaghan in Montreal is going to fetch a, a heavy price as well. It's just not something the Bruins are going to be able to do unless Don Sweeney can get super creative and uh, pull off more of like a Lindholm coil deal from the past where you're getting a guy for this season and beyond who's already under control. So Lindholm off the Calgary. Jeremy Swayman is off to Toronto to take part in the All-Star festivities. And we'll discuss where he ranks in this week's Locked On Vesna Trophy rankings here as the podcast continues. If you're wanting to put some money down on the Super Bowl, FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing a snack, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel is America's number one sports book. So you need to jump on there right now because they have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks so much once again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over there. Locked On Sports Today is there for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This week on the Power Rankings, we're taking a look at the Vesna Trophy awarded to the best goalie in the NHL each year. Our very own Linus Allmark is the reigning winner. And we got another Bruin well in the mix this season. Locked On hosts voted on uh, Vesna Trophy Power Rankings. Beginning at number 10, we have Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers started off very poorly this season, made a coaching change. Jack Campbell, Stuart Skinner struggled early. Campbell was sent to the AHL. Skinner has stood up and played extremely well for them. Ilya Sorokin, who was a finalist last year with the New York Islanders, he's in ninth. Uh, Jacob Markstrom at eighth for the aforementioned Flames. He's a guy who could also be moved prior to the deadline. Alex Lyon, who helped Florida reached the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. He was the starter for them when the Bruins played in game one before being replaced by Sergei Bobrovsky. Those guys are seventh and sixth, respectively, on the list. Joey Decord in Seattle, he's fifth. Connor Ingram with the Arizona Coyotes is fourth. And you can see here that Jeremy Swayman is either outside the top 10 or in the top three, and I'm pleased to report he is in the latter. 
Coming in third this week on the Vesna Trophy Locked On Power Rankings behind Thatcher Demko of the Canucks and Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. And it's pretty well deserved, in my opinion. I, I don't know if, I don't think I actually had Swayman in my top three. Right now, he ranks 10th in wins, 16. In terms of save percentage among goalies who have played more than uh, 15 games. Let's refine the search here. His save percentage is second. And that's where I really think he should get some, some love here on this award. He's tied with Connor Hellebuck with a save percentage of 924. Now, in my opinion, Hellebuck is the runaway winner of this award this year. He's played uh, in 35 games. He's got a record of 23-9-3 compared to Swayman, who's at 16-3-7. Again, they have identical save percentages, but Hellebuck has faced far more shots. 1,017 compared to 781 for for Swayman. Now we know that last year, Allmark and Swayman had the tandem, and Allmark still came out with the win because he led in all categories, save percentage, uh, goals against average, uh, wins. Swayman has come on and taken a bigger share of the load recently with Allmark having been injured. But it's really going to be hard to, to knock off Hellebuck uh, this season, in my opinion. Now, both those guys trail Aiden Hill of the Vegas Golden Knights, who I believe deserves some more love. He's only appeared in 17 games, but he's got a record of 12-2-2. If he can be healthy down the stretch, then he's a guy who could make some noise in this category as well. But you got to think Hellebuck is the runaway winner. Demko also very well deserved record of 26, eight and one with a nine twenty save percentage. In fact, uh, Demko and Hellebuck rank fifth and sixth in terms of games played this season. Alexander Georgiev leads the way in Colorado with 41. He's got a very good record of 27, 11 and two, but his save percentage is nine or sorry, eight ninety eight, which is not great. You see Saros has played in 40 games, 19, 19, and 2 with a 903 save percentage. He should probably be getting some more love because of, you know, Nashville's not the greatest team, but the win um, totals and his save percentage not quite as stellar as they need to be. Sergey Bobrovsky has had a very good season after leading the Panthers to the Stanley Cup final last year. Remember, he was benched in favor of Lyon to begin the playoffs. 23-10-2 with a 9-10 save percentage. And then uh, Sorokin, 14-12-9 with a 9-0-9 save percentage. Those are the top guys in terms of appearances ahead of Demko and Hellebuck. Swayman ranks 24th when it comes to appearances so far this season. So perhaps his body of work, his volume of work will be a strike against him. But if he can get some more appearances down the stretch, if he can 
maintain this sparkling save percentage, then there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the conversation and perhaps even a finalist, if not at least in the top five. So good on the locked on hosts for voting him that high. Ingram and Decord are both worthy candidates as well, in my opinion. Uh, if you look at Ingram, he's 17, 11, and 1 with a 916 save percentage for the Coyotes. Um, Decord, 15, 9, and 9 with a 921 save percentage for the Kraken. These are teams fighting for playoff uh, consideration. They played very, very well. Uh, Charlie Lindgren deserves to be in the conversation, I believe. There's a lot of very bad goalies this season. There's also a lot of guys putting in some pretty good performances. The other end of things, you look at guys with at least 15 appearances. Antti Ranta with an 870 save percentage. Samsonov, Ilya Samsonov in Toronto, 878. Philip Grubauer, 884. Some pretty bad goaltending in the NHL this year. And for Swayman to be tied with Connor Hellebuck, albeit with, you know, over 200 fewer shots faced, still a very good season for him so far. And he does indeed deserve to be in the all-star mix this weekend, which he is, as well as uh, in the conversation for the Vesna Trophy. And we'll discuss... uh, the all-star competitions and where some Bruins will be participating here as the podcast continues. All right. It is all-star weekend in Toronto. And that means not only the actual all-star competition, but skilled competitions as well. And the two Bruins who will be in attendance, of course, David Pasternak and uh, Jeremy Swayman will be participating in some events. David Pasternak will be competing in the Tim Hortons NHL one-timers event. He will also be participating in the Rogers NHL hardest shot event and the upper deck NHL stick handling, as well as the Cheetos NHL accuracy shooting. Some interesting sponsors going on this year. Jeremy Swayman will be in the NHL one-on-one event, uh, which means top eight point earners from the first six events will participate and choose the goalie that they shoot against in a one-on-one showdown. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, We could have David Pasternak choosing to shoot on Jeremy Swayman. So Pasternak will be pretty busy during the skills competition, which will take place on uh, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. One-timers, hardest shot, stick handling, and accuracy shooting for our boy uh, David Pasternak. Other events to keep an eye on, fastest skater is always fun. Connor McDavid going up against William Nylander, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and Matthew Barzal. And uh, that should be a fun fun thing to keep an eye on as well. Um, All-Star Weekend, of course, runs from today until Saturday. And um, 
NHL All-Star Thursday tonight will include a celebrity game. There will also be the skills competition and the actual game will take place 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, which and it will be available on ABC, ESPN Plus, Sportsnet, CBC up here in, in Canada. Uh, the All-Star Draft also will go tonight where celebrities are paired with captains and co-captains to pick the four teams of 11 players for the NHL All-Star Game competition, three-on-three tournament. Um, So that should be something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, This evening at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, there'll be some PWHL players participating as well in an event here on Thursday. Uh, 24 players from the league will play in a 20-minute three-on-three game to conclude NHL All-Star Thursday. Uh, which begins with the draft, and um, that should be something that will be very exciting as well. Hillary Knight will be there playing for Boston, representing Boston, and uh, very excited to see see the women participate in the NHL All-Star event as well. So that's what you can uh, look forward to, friends. We'll be all over it tomorrow. Uh, Keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today. Please do subscribe if you have not already. And we'll be back uh, with a fresh episode here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.